You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Happy Monday. Welcome to a new week, even though if you're like me, it doesn't really feel that way. (laughs) I think if it weren't for this show, knowing that every Monday I release an interview uh, with you, and then every Wednesday I release a meditation, if it weren't for that, I'm not quite sure what day I would think it was or what was going on. Um, I'm definitely interested in finding out how you guys are you know, keeping your normal routines going, how you're staying motivated, how you're staying sane, despite everything that's been going on. So let me know at Motherhood Unstressed. And I've been loving to see you know, how you're listening to the show still. You know, A lot of you aren't on your commutes anymore. I would say most of you aren't doing your morning commute. So I love seeing you, know, you walking your dogs and listening to the show and, and just cleaning because we're all doing that I think a lot more um so just touching base and and showing me how you're you're listening to the show keeps me motivated to do it and to to keep it going um but I'm so thrilled to share the work of my guest with you today his name is Daniel Debon and he is an internationally recognized expert in EMF radiation EMF shielding and EMF related health issues with a special focus on the effect of exposure for mobile devices such as laptops, tablets, and cell phones. And his main concern is regarding the health impact of EMF emissions. And it grew over 30 years of engineering experience in the telecommunications industry. So he knows his stuff and he's held a variety of executive positions at SAIC, Telecordia, AT&T, and Bell Labs. And he's also the co-author of Radiation Nation, The Fallout of Modern Technology, which I read in about two days. I found it fascinating and really eye-opening. You know, it reminded me of the old days where, you know, doctors and everyone else thought smoking was fine. And even though there was research out there saying, you know, this is not safe, this causes cancer, everyone just kind of didn't think about it and and just believed, um, I guess, the mainstream media that everything was safe. And so I think with the introduction of 5G and everything that's coming out now, we really need to be aware of this issue of this problem so that we can protect ourselves and more importantly, protect our children, because this is Again, this is an unprecedented situation of the amount of radiation that we're all being exposed to. And I feel like the world is just asleep about this issue. So um, I'm really excited to share this episode with you. If you love it, please share it with at least one friend. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. The reviews are coming in, I think, because you guys are all home and I'm loving it. (laughs) So thank you so much for that. Tag us on your Instagram stories as always and uh, spread the word because EMF uh, is a serious, serious issue. And I can't stress that enough. Um, I know we've got so many things to worry about and that are going on, but this is an issue that's not going away and it's actually increasing, you know, especially this next year as more 5g towers go up. So listen, share, and enjoy the episode with Daniel Debon. This episode is sponsored by Personal Revolution Podcast. Have you been stuck inside wondering how to take charge of your life? Is there something you want to do but haven't been able to do it yet? In Personal Revolution, best-selling author and life coach Allison Task helps you take control of your life with inspiration and humor so that you move from where you are now to where you want to be and have fun doing it. It's like having a personal coach whispering in your ear. This three-month podcast course, along with bonus episodes each month, will help you create a clear vision for what you want out of life, remove the frustrating blocks that are holding you back, develop a detailed action plan that will drive you to where you want to be, and build the network that will help you create your future. 
the Personal Revolution podcast comes with a personal workbook and real-time access to a community of other changemakers working towards their goals with positivity, possibility, and momentum. And for a limited time, all of this is available to you for free. Download the Himalaya app in your app store, look up Personal Revolution, and enter the promo code REVOLUTION at checkout to get your first month absolutely free. If you're ready to go after a better life, you are ready for personal revolution. Well, hello, Daniel. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here to share your message with my audience um, in regards to EMF. So before we get into all of that, I'm curious, what was the spark that led you into studying and writing about EMF? Well, thanks so much for inviting me, Liz. I I really, really appreciate an opportunity to chat with your listening audience. Um, It's really actually pretty funny how I got into this. Uh, I wrote... uh, standards, but Bell system standards for Bell Labs. And, and I used to run the technical laboratories that tested technology that was being introduced to the Bell system. So I had lots and lots of background uh, in, um, in uh, electromagnetic radiation and electronics in general. Um, seven, eight years ago, my wife uh, said to my sons, um, I want grandchildren and having a laptop on your lap can't be good for you. <laughs> and, and I said, no, that can't be true. The power levels are too low. There's, there's no way th- there is any form of danger whatsoever if uh, been using your laptop on your lap. But then I said to myself, well, let me take a quick look just in case. So I went and did some research on the research side of science. And I was sort of quite surprised. <laughs> so there was already evidence in in the research community that after about 20, uh, about three or four hours, 20, 25% of the male sperm is immobile. Wow. And I said, well, wow. And so I, I, um, I, I, I said to myself, well, let's go find some protection for you. And um, I couldn't find any that was legitimate. There, there are many claims out there uh, about how there is protection, but uh, so many of them are not based on science, at least the science I understand. So uh, I, I just built them some, and, um, and, and they were protected when they were using the devices I built them in. And then a couple of years later, I was getting really frustrated because it seemed like the mass market didn't know anything about it. Yet research knew tons about it. Mm-hmm. And somehow that research wasn't getting to, to the people who are using devices that today is so prevalent in our lives. So I wrote a book about it. And I said, look, this is what we know. And this is what it is. This is what we know. And this is what you can do about it. And I was hopeful people would uh, have a better sense based on radiation nation, um, what, what it is that it is that you may want to worry about and what is that you don't want to worry about. Uh, This is certainly not something we need to seriously worry about if you understand the environment you live in. So that's what prompted me to write a book. It's huge. And, and I, you know, I get books all the time and, and I read your book and it was just like I was telling you earlier, it was so clear and easy to understand. And yes, you have the science, but it's in a way that's completely digestible. And it's like, okay, I have these action plans. But to kind of take us back for the woman listening who's never even heard of EMF, which there are people out there. Right. What is it in its simplest terms? Okay. Um, when they invented 
electronics to the home with a cable that turns on your light bulb. That was the beginning of electromagnetic radiation. The wires in your wall, uh, in your house, um, they generate extremely low frequency emissions at 60 cycles or 60 hertz. So there was already in our environment um, emissions that were being created that filled the room. But it wasn't the kind of stuff that really was that drastic because it was in a wall. And when you walk, you had to be really, really close to the wall for it to bother you. Um, the other emissions, which is the radio frequency emissions, the electromagnetic radiation, is from laptops, cell phones, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, all the stuff coming out of the devices that are really, really close to us today. And, and because they're so close, they're more of a concern than the wires in the wall. And that's RF. So what is RF? It's a, a transmission that's being emanating out of you. Let's talk about your lap, uh, cell phone. It, it, it emanates out of the cell phone. It starts as a little ball and goes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it hits the cell tower four or five miles away. So it's omnidirectional. It's in all directions. So it's filling your room entirely before it ever gets to the cell tower. Once it gets there, then you communicate. So here you have one transmitter transmitting, and you have a whole bunch of others around you that are also transmitting, doing the same thing. So radio frequency signals are, well, let's talk about a microwave. When, when you have a piece of meat and you put it in your microwave oven, which I don't have, by the way, you put it in a microwave oven and you close the door and you push the button and it starts heating up the meat. What it's doing is it's heating up the water between the cells. Mm -hmm. They oscillate the cells. They, the, 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 uh, the, the, the meat heats up and cooks. Voila, you have cooked meat. Well, RF signals are microwave signals. Mm. They're much less power levels, but they're virtually a thermal emitting transmission. So the stuff that's around us 10 years ago when people had cell phones, were well, no, not a big deal, but because none of us had it. Right. But today, your six-year-old child's walking around with a cell phone. So all of a sudden, it's becoming pretty serious in our lives. Wow, that's incredible. And I think, you know, especially with the 5G that's coming into a lot of cities, Atlanta's a big hub for 5G. A lot of people are fighting yep. it. But then you have like the majority of the demographic who doesn't know anything about it, who doesn't care about it. How do you how do you get people to care and to at least understand like what you just said to me makes perfect sense, you know? Right. So what's the next step? What's the solution? So, um I personally, there's a there's many people in the electromagnetic radiation space that are lobbying the federal government. Um, Dr. Deborah Davis says there's many. Uh, Dr. Powell, there's a lot of people that are trying to change legislation, um, the control of uh, these technologies in our environment. Be honest with you, I think that's a tough path. And in the meantime a lot of people may get hurt, maybe mm -hmm. seriously hurt. And certainly you're, you're debilitated uh, to, at some level uh, uh, in your daily environment. So rather than take that pass, I think it's like fairly important for us 
to share our understanding and knowledge to help people understand so they can make good choices. And in, as I was talking to you before, people just didn't know it existed. Yeah. And our goal is to try to help. And why is that important? Because there can be immediate uh, benefit to the users of these technologies. And it's simple things you worry about and it's simple things to fix in your environment and you're fairly safe. And you're right, 5G, for those who don't know what 5G is, it's the fifth generation of technology uh, used for mobile communications. So there's been one to four and one to 4G were when it went to 2G to 4G were digital signals being traveled uh, traveling with those carrier connections we talked about before. And those digital signals are like little jackhammers on the cell. So mm-hmm. when you put a cell phone directly against your hell, head, there's little jackhammers hitting his hell, head. The standard, by the way, is your head can't heat up more than two degrees. That's what the standard says. That's one that's six watts per kilogram. It can't heat up two degrees. The standard was created in 96 or so, and it was it was about, a, they modeled a six-foot male that was at, in the Army. Uh, and and six-foot males are thick-headed, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard the women tell me, oh, that's true. But it represented 3% of the marketplace. Right. You know, w- w- when you have a, when you use a cell phone, it probably enters your brain, uh, enters your cranium probably by three inches or so. A, a six-foot male is two inches and heats up by two degrees. Yours is going at least three inches into your head. Your child at six years old, it goes completely through their head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking a little bit about um, the thermal heat and what it is. But do you know the thousands and thousands of research studies are not about the thermal heat up. It's the biological heat up, uh, the, the biological impact. Um, uh, it's the influence to the neurological, uh, the physiological uh, that you worry about when you have a cell phone against your head. And, and if you think about it, your child is it's going completely through the head. When I grew up, there was no such thing as cell phones. We used... Uh, uh, string and, and little cans. Uh, mm-hmm. Today, every kid is walking around mm-hmm. with it. And so they're being exposed at the various young of ages. And for me, it's only the latter part of my life. For them, it's their entire life. Right. So what we is really, the biological impact? I mean, is it is it cancer? Is it um, thinking so, issues? So let's talk a little bit about that um it's a it's a huge debate uh liz there is there's a lot of controversy federal government says there's no problems the scientific community that's not sponsored by the telecom industry they all say it's a problem and that was a debate that went on for years and years and years several years a few years ago the National Toxicity Program, which is a division of the federal government, actually spent $30,000 and they said, let's do an epidemiology study and prove that there is no biological impact. And uh, I looked at the study when they did it and I, and I realized that these guys were really, really good at what they were doing. They actually took the thermal impact away 
by moving the transmitters away from the, uh, the subjects. And long story short, they found statistically significant increases in frontal lobe brain cancer. Oh, wow. Statistically significant heart cancer. So for the first time, it, we now had statistically significant data. What do I mean by statistically significant? There's been this debate, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the best way to eliminate that debate is have a statistically significant study. In other words, let's take 10,000 children, lock them in a room, radiate them, and see who dies. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to do this NTP study. Uh, that was reinforced by um, the Ramazani Institute study, which happened a, a, a year or two ago. They came statistically significant, came up with the identical data. So we know it's the, it can be very serious and it can cause cancer under certain conditions. But believe it or not, Liz, I'm not so worried about the cancer. The, I'm really more worried about the in- influence to the body B- because this is so new in our environment. We, we, our bodies are trying to figure out what to do with it. And so when I mentioned, um, I'll give you a little, a little litany of tendinitis. When you hear ringing in your ears, there's yeah. studies that directly correlate tendinitis to uh, the ambient increase of EMF in, in, your, wow. in your room. Insomnia, uh, burning sensation, allergy uh, symptoms, uh, eye strain, uh, eye hurt, memory, memory uh, fogginess, um, all those are directly correlated symptoms we know about in research. Um, but, but as I mentioned when I started, it's the neurological that I'm worried about most. Because when you have a cell phone directly to your head and you're six years old, it's going right through your frontal lobe. Right. And there is where, you know, like ADHD, um, uh, autism, Alzheimer's, all of these kinds of um, illnesses we, that are exponentially growing in our environment, there's been not statistically significant studies that directly link it. It's not statistical because they haven't taken 10,000 autistic children and proven that it's true. But there's studies that clearly show a direct causal effect. Uh, So um, for moms who worry about their children, I think it's pretty serious. Uh, I I really do think you should be cautious um, about um, giving your children tablets and keeping them happy by playing games on it while they're having Wi-Fi transmitted from the, uh, the tablet uh, directly hitting their head. Yeah. And this is huge right now because all of the kids are home due to the coronavirus. Right. All the moms are home. Everyone's got a laptop. Everyone's working. Right. Yeah. Um, kids are doing schoolwork. So you mentioned some simple solutions to this, to this problem, to this issue. Uh, what are they? What can we as moms do without going crazy, you know, stuck in a house with our kids? Um, so um, if you're going to have your kids use um, the devices, um, if you can connect it directly through a wire, an Ethernet wire from your laptop to the Wi-Fi uh, router, you eliminate that transmission coming out of the tablet. 
I have a I have a um, a laptop that I use. It's four foot away from me, and then I have a, a, a it's connected with Ethernet, and I have that connected to a, um, um, a terminal. So I've eliminated all those transmissions and all the electronics. I just keep away. Mm-hmm. Um, very very simple to do um, um, with Wi-Fi. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to throw my tablet away. I, I use it, but I use it in short-term periods, not long-term. So duration of use okay. also is sort of somewhat important. Uh, if you're going to, if you're using a, a, a cell phone to your head um, uh, and you use it for three minutes, you don't have to worry about anything. It's not going to impact your body. But if you use it for two hours a day, 10 years, you're three times more likely to have frontal lobe cancer. Wow. So it's the time duration you use it um, is very important. And then, of course, distance. Do you know when you have a cell phone to your head, it's like uh, 100% of penetration. So it's potentially the worst condition you may have. Uh, If you take it one or two foot away, uh, 80% or more of the danger is gone. Wow. If you put it four foot away, 98% is gone. So um, distance is your friend. Um, Just simply putting this stuff away from you minimizes uh, your dangers. Uh, If you have um, a cell phone, your cell phone transmits Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and um, the cell tower connection. That's Three transmitters. Are you using three transmitters? Like, like if you're like me, no. You're using just the cell tower connection. And so I turn them off. I just, mm. I just don't have. In other words, one of the best things you can do is turn off all the bees in the room. One bee, can, one bee won't kill you. A thousand will. So what you want to do is try to go around and think about all the spaces that are transmitters that you don't necessarily need. You just turn them off. When you put cabling to the equipment, you you reduce the emissions into the room, the bees in the room. By doing those simple things, believe it or not, you really do change. Those precautionary measures really does change fundamentally how you're uh, being impacted and and your family being impacted. What are your thoughts on um, AirPods? Okay. So the standard is 1.6 watts per kilogram for a cell phone. Um, And that is penetrating your head by three inches. If you were concussed, if you had a concussion, or you were using it a lot, your, your immune system is suppressed and it mm-hmm. breaks down the, the blood-brain barrier, which is protecting your frontal cells. So when you use these kinds of devices in your ear, they talk to each other. Guess what? It's through your head. They're talking. And right. they're using dot three watts, which is, you know, three times less power, uh, four, five times less power, right? And so, so is that good? 
Well, we know through research that dot one watts, 15 times less the power level of, of a 1.6 watts kil- per kilogram cell phone can mutate the frontal lobe cell. Mm. So to answer your question, I do not like them. Yeah. I particularly don't like them for kids. Yeah, absolutely. So, right. It's they're yeah. dangerous. I mean, I opinion. asked the question because you see people walking around like they have them in all day. You know, just in case the phone rings, it was like the old Bluetooth ones. Um, right. And I'm just in my own motherly intuition is like, that can't be good. You know, you're, you're right. Absolutely. And and um, and women putting their cell phone in a bra. There's yeah. clear there's clear research that shows direct links to uh, breast cancers as a result of that constant pressure. This is another, uh, in my opinion, a very important point uh, that I'm about to make. When you when you ha- when you're a che- teenage girl, and you take a cell phone and you put it in your back pocket, your womb is that close. You are transmitting into the cell of the womb. You are transmitting into the eggs of the womb. That potentially can mutate that cell in the womb. She will have 10 years later, a child that actually is porting that, uh, the the cell, the damaged cell to the next generation. So you can have subtending generations actually changing as a result of exposures. It's pretty serious because we, we know that autism mm-hmm. starts um, potentially in the room. We know there was a guy in San Francisco, a researcher in San Francisco, who gave a bunch of women that were in their first trimester uh, uh, RF meters. And they said, go walk around and, and let's see what happens. He was looking for impacts to the womb. Uh, in the first trimester. What he found was women that were exposed to higher levels of RF were three times more likely to have miscarriage. Wow. So it's like, it's serious stuff when you have these devices near you and there are consequences. Probably for you and me, we're going to be okay, but some of us won't be. We really need to be careful in my opinion. I mean, I'm one of those women that has the phone like in my side pocket, like all the time. I know. And it's just. No, it's like crazy. It's like practical stuff. You you take it out of your pocket. You're perfectly safe. Okay. Putting in, you're you're potentially increasing the dangers to your own body and subtending children. I I had when I wrote the the, uh, Radiation Nation, there was a Dr. Prasad. He's one of the most brilliant men I've ever met. And he was an x-ray guy. He was like the first S-grade guy in, in the U.S. And I told him that there's potential influence to the womb. And he said, nah, you don't know. Now, here's a brilliant man. Been doing right. this for 50 years. And now a quick break with a word from our sponsor. Look, if everything that's been going on in the world has you feeling a little more tense and anxious lately, and let's be real, you are not alone in this, you're going to want to head over to motherhoodunstressed.com and click the shop tab to stock up on my line of organic USA grown hemp. I'm telling you, consistent dosing of CBD is going to take away that stress. It's going to take away that anxiety and have you feeling more chill and at peace. The key is to take it consistently here. So use the code Buckhead to stock up now and start feeling less stressed today. 
then like two years later, he calls me up and he says, I had a, a young woman, a high tech young lady come in. Um, she had a child that passed away immediately. And there were, there were fundamental um, uh, mutated genes, very rare. And it was a combination of multiple. When you have multiple, the probability of multiple is zero. So he said, then I said, I started to think about what you said. That, that, that location closest to the womb in the back pocket, in this case, he thought could have been the source. Wow. We'll never know, right? But, right. but it could be. And so um, what he did with her, he said, get the phone away from you. Get, okay. get, 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 get these technologies away from you. Clean up your environment. And, uh, um, and let's see what happens. A couple of years later, she had a bouncing baby boy. So uh, it's, it's, it's potentially influential. So th- there are those, the cancer-like stuff maybe. But mm-hmm. you know when you're reading um, at night, um, um, you, you have your tablet and you're looking at it and – there's another electromagnetic radiation. It's 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 what's uh, referred to as visible light. Mm-hmm. All the colors of the rainbow you see are electromagnetic radiation. And when when you're in bed at night and you're looking at a tablet, that's emitting a high concentration LED of blue light. The blue light is interrupting your melatonin. Mm-hmm. So um, wh- wh- where, where you used to walk around and go to bed at night and go right to sleep, the reason you did was because the cryptochrome in the back of the eye, the little switch said, oh, it's nighttime. Let me turn that switch on and that's going to start the melatonin. And when you have an LED in front of you two hours before you go to bed, you are disrupting that switch. So you you put it aside and you try to go to sleep and you can't. Well, the reason why is because the switch didn't go on. Very simple things like recognizing your circadian rhythm is being adjusted because of what the electromagnetic radiation is doing in your environment. In fact, never have a cell phone next to a a night, night table. Oh, no. Never, ha- <laughs> never, ever do that. I, w- I, was, I was talking with a, a really, really wonderful lady uh, at a podcast, and she, I was telling you, don't, the, this bedroom is a sanctuary. Mm. You cannot have any device transmitting because it interferes with the body systems. There's like 4,000 systems that interferes with it. Right. And she's, she was very nice and was telling me, very, oh, yes, very good. Thank you so much for the information. She didn't believe a word I said. And, and, and two weeks later, she calls me up and she said, my husband and I are sleeping. We took the phones away. Wow. And I said, will you please come talk to us again? <laughs> it's, it's really true. It, it, yeah. it, it doesn't take much to influence our bodies. So. Yeah. And I feel like, too, with everyone's our routines, how life is now, we're just inundated. You know, like yeah. the cell phone is almost a part of our bodies. Oh, yeah. it's, right. it's everything. It's our connection to social. It's, right. it's our connection it's, to our own identity. So to right. make these shifts, I think for a lot of people would seem, you know, huge. Right. But, I mean, the benefits clearly outweigh the... And, and believe it or not, it's not substantial. Right. I mean, moving it from one foot to four foot away from you is no big deal. 
And right. yet you change the fundamental impact to your body by that simple change. God, that's amazing. And it seems like the change is, is fairly quick, you know, when you make oh, yeah. the improvements, your body is wants to heal, it wants to get back to homeostasis. Right. And then when you give it that chance, you can get there. Yeah. Oh, there's no no question about it. When when you you are the you're the architect of your own uh, uh, environment. Um, it, 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 uh, if you, if you want to um, make sure that chemicals that you're using won't be harming your children, volatile organic compounds being generated in your house, which is happens, you just put a cap on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you take an action to take that volatile chemical um, gas and you eliminate it in your house. Well, this is the same thing. It's it's really fairly straightforward to um, to clean up your space fairly readily, and it really does have an impact uh, to, to you, you, you and your and your family. Right now, in your book, you talk about the big five. Would you mind touching? on those a little bit, if we haven't already covered those? I think we actually covered almost all of them. Oh, good. Uh, the only thing we haven't done is talked about shielding. Um, you can actually, which, which, which I did for my boys, uh, I, I, I actually shielded the signal so it couldn't get past and hit their uh, groin. Uh, so there is the shielding, which we hadn't talked about. And there are shielding for uh, uh personal devices like this that are available in the marketplace that you may want to consider. Why? Because Liz, you're going to use a cell phone. Right. And if you're going to use it, you know, eliminating that potential is maybe a good, a good strategy. Uh, well, talk to us about Defender Shield because you have some, you have this amazing book out. You also have an assortment of products that are going to protect people. You know, you like you said, you're not going to get rid of your cell phone. You're not going to get rid of your tablet, but there are things you can do. Talk to us about your company. Yeah, I um, actually, believe it or not, I sort of decided several years ago, we're not going to be victims about this. And I don't think I'm going to throw my cell phone away. Oh, which by the way, I never had near me. I always were very, very cautious using it. But today, I don't have any problem using it because I have a shield that, that actually eliminates the signal from hitting my frontal lobe. Um, but um, it, it really started from the, the Defender pad I, I built for my sons, which, by the way, I don't have grandchildren yet. You know, no, the, the, no. The, 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 <laughs> it didn't work. It just didn't work. <laughs> I'm sure it's more complicated than that. <laughs> I, I suspect it is, Liz. Uh, and, and so uh, uh, I just took that technology I created for them, and uh, I created it for cell phones. And, and believe it or not, uh, there was an analytical story. Uh, there was a six-year-old girl who had gotten a cell phone. Her parents said she was in perfect good shape. She was in good health. Uh, ate well, uh, uh, a peak of uh, at, at 16 years old. They got her a cell phone at her insistence. A year later, she had uh, frontal lobe cancer and passed away. Oh, my goodness. When I heard that, I got really upset because I knew all we needed to do was shield her and mm-hmm. she would have been fine. So that prompted me to create other products um, using the similar technologies. And I have... Uh, um, um, laptop, tablet, um, uh, portable PCs, um, 
glasses. We were talking about Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a series of glasses so you can protect yourself. If you want to read your tablet at night, using my glasses, you, you actually eliminate the blue component from going past. And so the melatonin is being created and you're still having an opportunity to read your tablet, which I don't think you need to, but if you do, <laughs> that now have protection. You now have an option. <laughs> you now have an option, right, exactly. And uh, earbuds, uh, I, I, you know, we talked about things to do. It, when Don't put a cell phone to your head if you can avoid it. If you use it uh, on speaker, that's far better than putting it close to your head. But in between there, you can use um, earbuds. Uh, earbuds are pretty safe. The kind you're using is pretty safe, for example. Right, with the wire. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I eliminated the wire uh, on my earbuds. Very and cool. Yeah, I convert, I, I convert it to acoustical links down low where it's not damaging anything. And there's no emissions to the t- tip of the head. And they're pretty high fidelity. They're really high, high quality hearing because I like uh, high quality hearing. So, uh, and uh, we have blankets, believe it or not, uh, we have blankets that um, I actually created for pregnant women. So uh, when, that they could actually protect the womb uh, throughout their pregnancy. Um, But what's happened is there are clinics now using my blanket because it, when you, Electrohypersensitive people, uh, um, like multiple chemically sensitive people, 20% of the population's uh, electric hypersensitive. In mm-hmm. other words, when they take a cell phone and they feel tingling, mm-hmm. um, burning, um, it's a pretty serious thing. Of that 20%, by the way, 80% are women. Yeah. I do not know why. No one knows why women are more susceptible intuition <laughs> I'm sensitive and everything I, I, something like that for yeah. sure and i know you you know what i'm going to say next because you're so that intuitive <laughs> <laughs> but but it's really true that women are more um impacted um and so clinics have started to pick up a blanket and and it shields them from the ambient uh in their environments and uh, so um that's become a, a, an important uh, product for uh, for for many, uh, particularly hypersensitive. Uh, so um, we we created all these products, and we continue to create products because we're not going to get rid of our tablets. We're not going right. to get rid of our cell phones. Right. Um, and putting it aside is not enough. Right. You know, uh, you want to use them, and when you get them close to your body, you want to try to find as much protection. If time and distance doesn't work, there's shielding. So that's what Defender Shield is. I just love that you saw a problem. You yep. you saw that there was this miscommunication between the research and the market, and you're like, well, you know what? I'm going to do something about this. Like that's incredible. I love yeah, it I, when I meet uh, someone like that. Yeah, believe it or not, I'm getting clinics involved now. Good. Um, I I I speak publicly quite often uh, about this problem, and there are clinics now that read my book. And have converted to electric hypersensitive clinics. Good. Now that they know what they're looking for. Um, and it's wonderful because I was getting these phone calls from people and they would say, you know, I'm, I'm having problems. I'm, I'm not feeling right. And I could only help them so much. Right. 
uh, the medical community have to step up and they weren't stepping up. Uh, the, it wasn't recognized as a problem. Uh, but now it's beginning to be a problem. And the neurological stuff is, uh, I'm working with um, Dr. Porter. Uh, he has a brain tap. Um, one of the things we found was that um, people are walking and their brain cycle is sleeping or vice versa. So their body was never healing. Wow. That was how disruptive uh, the ambient was, the RF was in their, in their environments. And brain time actually changes that pattern uh, over time and puts it back into the right uh, cycle. So when you sleep, you sleep. Right. And you re-nourish your body uh, in that sleep cycle, which you have to have or you never get re-nourished. That's so, incredible. I had no idea. I, mean, oh, I need to do more of your research and, and what you're doing in the world. Oh, um, yeah. But I, us, actually, I actually now drag one of the doctors with me when I do good. the because he's got to tell people. He had a guy come in into his uh, practice um, and he was in a wheelchair. He was an electrician working in a highly concentrated exposure environment. Sure. He couldn't even walk. And it was largely electromagnetic radiation that he had in his environment. That's how debilitating it was for him. So, um, and believe it, unfortunately, he's not unique. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not the only instance of that kind of worsened condition. And, um, there was clear clinic observation that that was environmental and the dominant environmental problem was electromagnetic radiation. And he found a way of fixing that with brain tap with Dr. uh, Porter's uh, brain tap and uh, so many other protocols. Uh, But he's nine months later, a very healthy 42 year old man. Wow. That's, yeah. I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought, you know, once it was done, it was done. No. And, and and Liz, people were calling me. If you had told me three years ago that you were hypersensitive, every time you touched this uh, uh, keyboard, your fingers tingled, I would say stop because it's going to get worse before it gets better. Because that was w- what I was watching in the marketplace. Right. Um, but no. I've found that there is ways of trying to help. And um, Dr. Court is uh, the physician that's doing that. He works with a brilliant, brilliant biochemist, Jonette. And it's that combination that are trying to figure out what's the impact to the body. Mm -hmm. What are physical things going on that have to be adjusted and changed? And it's that combination that's been able to break that, that ice. Uh, for for all of us, actually. Well, I hope that their message and your message gets to uh, Washington and, and they, they hear it and they do what they need to do in conjunction with all of these companies out there who are putting out uh, all of this technology. I mean, it's it's for our own health and wellness of this entire country, of the entire world. It, it really is because it does, you know, a, a hundred years from now, the body will have figured out how to deal with it. It won't become a problem, um, but it's only very recently because it's only been in our environment in a heavy way over the last five, 10 years. Wow. Think about it like 
when I was 12 years old, which was quite a number of years ago, I used to smoke cigarettes. I was a real man. Uh, <laughs> and, and do you know at that time in the 60s, early 60s like that, um, there was known in science a direct correlation with cigarette smoking and cancer. Mm. But the general population didn't know it. Right. That's literally, in my opinion, a similar model of what's going on here. It's been around for a long time. Um, science is saying it's a problem. Uh, the society is not necessarily agreeing. Um, but um, but uh, pretty soon it's going to become more apparent based on experience. Um, I want to tell another little story. Um, uh, the World Health Organization category, uh, categorizes uh, uh, RF as a 2B, a 2B carcinogenic. 2B means it's potentially mm. a carcinogenic. So if you're a parent and you want to go to the, and you go to the classroom uh, and the teacher's in front telling you about what they're going to be doing in the class. And in one corner, you have a welder and all these fumes are coming out from the welder. On the other corner, you have a 55-gallon drum being filled up with gasoline, and all the gas is coming off. Uh, and then in the back, you have a Wi-Fi. Guess what? All three of them are 2B carcinogenics. Yet, you would bitch and moan about the welder, yet the Wi-Fi is the equivalent. Right. So these are in our environment and some organizations are evolving to understanding its impact and they're going to take some time to do it. So if you want to make sure you're protected, do it yourself. Right. Right. And that's what this show is really about, you know, being empowered to protect yourself, to protect your family, educate yourself. I mean, the, the, the knowledge is out there. You just need to get it. And when you do that, you know, you're no longer a victim as you said. Yeah, you know, longer. And it. you're pretty safe, honestly. Um, if you sort of know your environment um, and take actions to min- minimize the use of laptops in a six-year-old child's lap, uh, you, when you, you have a stroller, um, you don't put your cell phone in the back of the stroller right in front of the head of the child. Right. Simple things like that, just being aware of the transmitters and 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 what you can do to minimize those exposures is just it's it's very important. Uh, it's life changing for your children yeah, and then yeah, your, no your grandchildren. Absolutely. There's no question about it. I tell you, I I am and I keep on saying I am most worried about the impact of kids mm-hmm. because you're talking about eight hours a day in a the classroom. They're all having a transmitter, a B. You have. 50, 60 bees in a room. Mm-hmm. And then you have the uh, Wi-Fi's. Uh, you have all these smart stuff around you for six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I'll go back to uh, a cell phone is 1.6 watts per kilogram, right? I also said that if you're concussed, that one watts can damp down. A classroom that was typically less than dot one, like dot oh five emissions, is now dot five. That's one third of a cell phone for seven hours a day. Wow. There's going to be, in my opinion, neurological and physiological impacts. And of course, that correlates with what we see with behavior. 
with sure. kids. And sure. I think that could be one of the sources. I think you're right. I think this conversation now, being on the record now, is going to, people are going to look back in 10 years and be like, God, yeah. how are we so wrong? How are we so right. off? How, the information how was so out there. stupid. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Liz. How stupid were we? We wow. just didn't realize. Well, I am honored to have you on the show to be oh, sharing this message with as many people as possible. Where can our listener find you online, find Defend Your Shield products, all of that? So um, DefendTheShield.com is our website. Um, and what you can find there is a learning section that tells you what 5G is. It breaks it down so it's not a mystery. Uh, along with all the research that's sort of important in our modern times to understand. So I have a section just so you learn a little bit about it. Um, we also sell a book, Radiation Nation, on, on that. So if you really are not compelled to consider uh, product protection, um, then you can learn a lot. Yeah. Just simply by going available. And by the way, I often point out, you don't need any of my products if you're watching your environment. Um, because you can be cautious. And that caution will be more than adequate to protect you. So you don't have to buy this stuff. Right. But, but as you said before, no one's going to be tossing out their cell phone. They want to look at their iPad right. or their exactly. phone. Exactly. I don't. I know, I, know my, I know what I'd do, right? <laughs> Uh, you have to protect because I knew what I was, I was going to throw it out. It's, yeah. you know, wireline was my only telephone service. And I never understood why a cell phone would be primary for kids yeah. until I got older and didn't need my wireline anymore. My main number is my cell phone. Right. All of us are using our cell phones. It's the way we communicate. Right. So with that new world, we need to adjust as well. We need to adapt. Yeah. You guess you have to figure it out. Wow, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on, Danielle. Thank you for sharing your light, your knowledge, your expertise. Thank you for being a change maker in the world, literally. Liz, thanks so much. Um, I, I appreciate that comment. But you as well, uh, changing the world as well, because you're guiding others that are similar in the space you were in, which I think is so important. So congratulations for the work you do as well. Oh, thank you. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, if you love this episode, please share it with at least one friend. Tag us on your Instagram stories. That's a great way to support the show. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss out on a morning meditation or on an interview with an incredible person doing incredible work in the world. Um, and if you haven't already, um, please hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts because it really does uh, boost the show's rating and just it gets the message out to more and more listeners. So thank you. 